It is my pleasure and privilege to bring to you this morning to present Psalm 57. Psalm 57. A couple of notes. In the caption, it reads, To the chief musician, Altishgeth, victim of David, when he fled from Saul in the cave. You'll find the story in 1 Samuel 24. All the background information about it. This is divided into two parts. It's a prayer, a plea. The word Altishgith means destroy not. It's found in four, three other psalms, and it's a plea to God. Lord, let me not be destroyed. Verses 1 through 6 are his prayer for deliverance. Verses 7 through 11 is his praise, and rightfully so, when God hears our cry and delivers us. Amen. It's a proper response. Follow along as I read. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me, into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Let's consider. Verse 1, be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. Can you hear his cry? Can you hear the urgency? Save me, else I die, Lord. Can you hear the fear? We know David was afraid because 1 Samuel 23, 26 shows that Saul was pursuing him before 24. tells us David made haste to get away for fear of Saul. For Saul and his men compassed David and his men round about to take them. But David's fear of the Lord was greater than his fear of the present situation. We can be afraid. We can be sorrowful. We can be all these things mixed up, messed up. But as long as our fear of the Lord is greater than our situation, you'll be fine. Hear the word of the Lord in Psalm 147, verse 11. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, and those that hope in His mercy. Lord, take pleasure in us as we look to Thee and hope in Your mercy. For my soul trusteth in Thee. I want you to think about the 600 not-so-ordinary men that were holed up in the cave with David. We can read in 1 Samuel many chapters about their great exploits. These men destroyed peoples, women and children, so they couldn't go back and tell Achish, the king of the Philistines, what he was up to. These men individually had many exploits of their own. They were able men. 
The sons of Zeruiah were with him. We know their exploits. Not to mention David the captain who had destroyed his ten thousands who could take charge of these men. They were able. They were capable. Saul had 3,000. Odds seemed outnumbered. They seemed a little lopsided, but with David, this was no problem. Let's think about this cave that he was in. This cave housed 600, of, 600 men with David. This cave had a degree of stealth and secrecy in which David and his men could spy on Saul while Saul came into the mouth of the cave to relieve himself. David and his men could see Saul, but Saul could not detect them. Regardless, David could have taken comfort in maybe a situation or circumstance. He said, my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge. Not in able men, nor in the shadows of this cave, but in the rock of ages will I make my refuge. Until these calamities be overpassed, was David a stranger to such calamities? No, David's life was one calamity after another. David's whole life. Enemies pursue David. David zealously pursues God. We know and should take comfort in Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. God will either take them from us or us from them. How about millions of martyrs for an example? Either way, we shall sure, assuredly know Romans eight eighteen to be true. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Let us remember that it is in the furnace of affliction where we are refined by God, and also where we acquire patience, experience, and hope for the calamities that will assuredly come in the future. Verse 2, I will cry unto God most high. Who do we cry to when things happen? Do we cry to our, our family, our friends? It's useless. I will cry unto God most high. He is higher than my circumstance and situation. In this case, he is higher than my enemy. Unto God that performeth all things for me. Take a moment to reflect on past deliverances and the faithfulness of God that God has performed unto you. When has he ever failed? When has he not been enough? Psalm 138.8 The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. The Lord has performed, is performing, and will perform all things for us and concerning us. He will never leave or forsake us. Verse 3, He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. Take a moment and think. Your help comes from above. Naturally or supernaturally, it is the Lord that worketh these things. God shall send forth His mercy and His truth. What more could we possibly need? How about seeing eyes, hearing ears, and an understanding heart? It's sent whether or not we perceive it or understand it. Lord, help us. We may not understand the intricacies of every trial, but, O oh Lord, help us to understand Your mercy and truth sent from above. Be Thou exalted, O God, verse 5, Be Thou exalted, O God, Above the heavens, let thy glory be above the earth. Even before this prayer's end or even being delivered, David can't help but give praise. I don't know the outcome to my present circumstance or situation, my distress, and it doesn't even matter as long as thou art exalted and receive all the glory. 
two examples in this church that stand out that I have to make mention of Stephen Eastland. Stephen Eastland, he gets put up against the wall. You know what he does? He has a, a prayer serv- or praise service. Remember, Deborah Richard, when her stroke happened to her before calling 911, took a couple minutes to praise the great God and exalt Him and thank Him no matter what the outcome was and lift Him up. Go ask her about it. I hope I didn't embarrass either one of these, this brother or this sister, but that is a great example. It didn't matter what was going to happen. They didn't know to what degree the Lord would deliver them. It didn't matter. Be exalted. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Verse 6. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. Here is David's deliverance. Think about it. He's in a cave. In this verse right here, Saul is after him with 3,000 men wanting to destroy him, and all of a sudden Saul walks into the cave to relieve himself. Here's the enemy. He, he feels so comfortable that he can relieve himself. David sees him. He does not see David. David had men that were less righteous than him, egging him on saying, using the word of the Lord, this is the word of the Lord. He's going to deliver your enemies before you. Surely this is it. Let's destroy him. David doesn't. But this is where he was delivered in verse 6 right here. What does David do? Does he render unto Saul what Saul would render unto David if he was in this circumstance? No. He shows Saul the same degree of mercy that he was begging for in verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. O God, have mercy. Your deliverance from enemies lies and your mercy and forgiveness that you show them. Amen. Our deliverance. Forgiveness and mercy shown to the very people that devour us. Learn the lesson that is taught by a man after God's own heart. Verse 7, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. This is a side note, but verses 7 through 11 are found in Psalm 108, verses 105. They're almost exactly the same. It is one thing for some to sing after being delivered from death. But how much more glorious to be cheerfully delivered or sentenced to death for the Lord's sake and be able to sing. It is one thing to sing after being delivered from a fiery trial. It's another to be able to sing God's praise while faithfully enduring the flames. Nevertheless, David tells God, my heart is fixed. The word fixed means prepared and ready. My heart is fixed and prepared. It is ready. He makes a vow. I will sing. And in verse 8, he arouses and stirs himself up to pay. Verse 8, unlike verse 1, but he repeats, Awake, awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. Can you hear the urgency again? Wake up! Amen. Yes. Wake up! Make ready! Do not slumber, do not tarry, for the Lord did neither. In answering my cry, neither will I in giving glory and honor and praise. I will worship thee with all my faculty, with my tongue, with any ability that I have. The glory is his tongue, the psaltery and heart, all of his strength, all of his might, everything that is within me, I will give thee praise. Verse 9, I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. Think about where David was located. David was chased all over the wilderness. He was among strangers, people that did not have his faith. He even had sons of Belial with him in that cave. As we learn in 1 Samuel later on in other chapters, the battle of Ziklag, 
the 400 that went with them that did not want to share the spoils with the 200 that were left behind. It says sons of Belial. So we know that there were Gentiles. We know that there were men of other nations. The nations meaning Gentiles. It doesn't matter what sons of Belial surround me or what Gentile nation where I've been chased and delivered. I will not refrain to pay my vow. I will praise thee. It doesn't matter who's around us. Verse 11, Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. This is repeated, echoing verse 5. He said verse 5 before he had his deliverance. Now he's saying it again on on this side of the deliverance. This is this verse is the chorus of this psalm and should be the chorus of our lives here and in the life that follows. Are you presently in a trial and need a deliverer? Declare and cry out, Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Are you currently at ease and prospering? Sing and praise Him for delivering you. In light of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done to secure us an eternal salvation or a deliverance, we should be all the more fitted to weather the temporal storms and calamities that are for our perfection while here on earth. With this in mind, please turn to number 202 in the Burgundy as Brother Eric leads us in He Hideth My Soul.